welcome to the space where creators have aligned a positive and intellectual collab of open minds. For sharing and learning from one another, it's a vibe. We produce a podcast on the mic. Subscribe, educators, spitting bars. I guess you didn't know I'm multifaceted and humble, taking off life goals. The classroom is my comfort zone where I plant and sow. Seeds of knowledge, compassion, empathy, and hope. Reading is the key to unlocking your potential. Countless benefits, including cognitive and mental. Regardless of the genre, books are highly influential. Go get yours, I'll get mine. Make you strive. Monumental. Come rock with me and get down to this new jam. Friends, I had a very simple plan. Educate the masses through books and life lessons. It's the Grand Slam. I'm out. Salah Falava and welcome to the Reads with Rosa podcast. I am really excited to introduce to you today's guest. She is a librarian who loves to binge read books and then review them on her podcast, The Binging Librarian. Welcome to the show, Christina Joe. <laughs> Yo, I need that sound. I'm gonna invest. I need that sound. Help me out, sister. Give me, give me the hints after. I need that sound. How it's are yours. you? It's all yours. <laughs> How are you, Christina? I'm great, thank you. How are you, man? Uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Um, better now that we're we're finally <laughs> connecting and doing this. I feel like be following you for a while, um, and we're. I, I feel like we're never on IG at the same time. So just the fact that we're able, you know, with the time difference, the fact that we're able to do this, I'm super, super grateful. How are things in your part of the world? They're good. So um, I'm in Boston. Um, I'm originally from Ohio, um, but I ended up going to undergrad in Springfield, Mass, and then um, I got my master's in uh, Boston, and I just stayed out here. Um, but as far as everything else, yeah, every you know things are things are good. Um, I, I think we're kind of like you know we're still in a pandemic, but others mm. you know might say we're out of it. So it's it's always a toss up, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I have questions about Boston. I have questions about the pandemic in terms of your role and the work that you do in the community. So we're going to get there. Uh, but before we do, Christina, I want to give you this opportunity. I like to ask my guests, you know, just a brief intro. I'm sure there was a whole bunch of things that I didn't mention. So please <laughs> go ahead. Sure. No, like I said, um, I'm from Ohio, but I ended up getting my bachelor's in Springfield, Mass, Springfield College. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. And then um, I did not want to go back home. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I ended up just um, applying to a library school out here in Boston. And I've been out here ever since. So that's going on eight years. Um, wow. And I love it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, I want to get into like your first memories of books or access to books and reading. I mean, you work in the community now, you you know, you work at the public library, but did you frequent the library when you were growing up or was it more in school? Like where, where were you getting access? Yeah. So it's funny because I remember the first time, like actually getting into reading, um, I was probably, I think it was the fourth going into the fifth grade um, because my school, they had like a reading competition. And I remember a friend of mine who was a year before me, she, um, I, I think she won for the class. She either won for the class or it was for the entire school system. And mm. I have always been a competitor and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> You're like, I'm taking everyone down. Yes. <laughs> 
which I do have a short a short story after like leading up. But um, so that's how I kind of like got into reading. And um, the school that I went to was a very small private Christian school. And so it was, you know, elementary, high school and college. And they also had a campus library for the entire school. And so I remember after school, um, if I wasn't going to the after school program, I was at the library there. And as far as outside of school, um, I would go to the public library, but it wasn't necessarily like, you know, staying for programs. I mean, I'm probably, I probably went to a couple, but I wasn't heavily into the programming. It was more like I'm ordering books, I'm picking them up so that I can win this competition and then going home. (laughs) And then, you know, like college, um, it was a whole different world because, you know, I'm, I'm living on campus. I'm far away from home. And I didn't feel like there was enough time to read. So there was a big hiatus, you know, four years of just not really picking up any books. Um, And I would say it probably wasn't until coming out here to Boston, getting settled within library school, where I kind of picked that back up again. Mm. Tell us about library school, because, man, yeah, take (laughs) take us through that, like, how did you even decide that you were going to go to library school? Sure. So um, it's probably not going to be a story that anyone would expect. But mm. when I went to Springfield, um, I actually had plans on being a teacher, um, elementary school teacher. Right. <laughs> and- I was going to ask you that later, too. But yes. carry on, sis. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, um, I... I I kid you not, I went through both of my internships or practicums Mm -hmm. and it was the summer between my junior and senior year where I was like, this is not for me. Um, It wasn't the practicums. I actually loved it. I I did a fifth grade class. I think it was um, science, a fifth grade science class and a um, first grade ESL class. Mm -hmm. And first graders, I love them. And it was just, it was a great experience, but that uh, senior year, I was just like, this is not it. Um, and fortunately at the time I was already working at the campus library for the past three years and the librarians there, they were like, you know, you can go to school to be a librarian. Right. (laughs) And I was like, no, tell me more. And, um, yeah, they had mentioned there's a school out here called Simmons and that was the only school that I applied to. I, like I said, I didn't want to go back home. Um, and yeah, put everything, all the eggs in the basket and, Mm. and fortunately Simmons accepted me and, you know, it was two year program and, and here we are. So I think it's funny because when I tell people that I'm a librarian and that I had to go to school for it, they're like, you really have to go to school for that. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) Mm. I mean, I knew, I, I know you like, um, you know, I've, my good friends from work a teacher librarians and I know they've done qualifications for it but I was really curious um, about your experience in the U.S. and you know what does library school look like and I was just wondering for someone who may be listening who is from the U.S. like what uh, do are there prerequisites to to get into the school uh, are there particular subjects you need to study I mean you did mention you started in education and then that evolved and you are where you are now. So what would you say to someone or people who are listening who would be interested in going to library school? What 
What do you need? Yeah, I, it, from my experiences and, and people that I know, you don't really have to take any uh, extra courses or, mm. or anything like that. Um, I know a couple people who, you know, they came from the medical field and wow. all of a sudden they were, they became librarians and, you know, like, so stuff like that, like you don't have to be in the education field to be like, Hey, let me then jump to this. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing about librarianship is that there are so many different avenues. I think, you know, people think, Oh, public libraries, academic libraries, and, you know, just regular uh, elementary school libraries. Um, but, you know, there's also, law, there's music, um, there's even medical libraries. So Mm. there's so many different avenues that it's actually quite fascinating, you know, uh, what there is. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people who I don't really know like that, like maybe a, a, not necessarily a patron, but maybe just a friend of a friend or something like that. And they're like, but what can you do with that? And then when I hit them with the Library of Congress, then it's kind of oh. like, oh, maybe I need to be quiet, you know? So oh. it's, it's, you know, there's a not, there's not any like shame, definitely not on my end, but I feel like, yes, there are some people mm. who are, they just don't know. Then mm. There's a little bit of judgment, but you know, you can throw in a, a few like Library of Congress. What are you going to say now? Like, Oy. what if I want to do that, you I know? Mean- Oh, that's so fascinating. And, you know, honestly, I have huge respect for librarians. And, you know, obviously some of my really good friends are the teacher librarians for elementary and middle high at my school. But, man, I just have so many fond memories of growing up, going to the public library, and the librarians were just the sweetest people. That They they would ask me, uh, what am I interested? I mean, I didn't know. I was just kind of there to kill time. And then eventually got caught, you know, the reading bug and – they were just amazing. And even our librarians at primary school, or elementary, and then when I went on to high school, they were just always asking, like, what do you want to read? And if they brought in new books, I was always there first. You know, <laughs> like I really appreciated just the fact that they cared, that yeah. I didn't know so much about books, but they were really asking me questions like, okay, giving me recommendations. Like those are some of the fondest memories I have of school, school days is just being in the library yeah. is such a safe space, you know? Yes. It, yeah, it's great. And um, if I'm jumping the gun, I apologize. No, go ahead, go ahead, uh, but like even working here, um, mm. so my position, and if I am jumping the gun again, I apologize. Uh, my position at the library is um, actually kind of, my title is floating, like a floater librarian. Mm. And what that means is I just go from, branch to branch or department to department in the main library. So I'm not stationed at any one location. And Mm. it's really nice going back to what you were saying, you know, back in high school or elementary school, you Mm. know, going to the public library or the school library and and the librarians giving you suggestions. Um, It's just really neat when I'm covering, especially the teen room, the children's room, it's great. Uh, or ch- children's section is great. Uh, the children's librarians that I've worked with, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is something a little bit special about a teen librarian to get that youth engagement. You know, I, I feel like, um, you know, we're now in a world of social media and TikTok mm-hmm. and, you know, 
I feel like what was cool for us back then is not necessarily cool for right, us right. now. <laughs> um, <laughs> to see teen librarians engage with them um, mm. and or just having a teen come up and it's like, you know, can you give me a suggestion? I like this, this and that. Like, you know, it's, mm. it's just a very neat experience uh, from that small sector of librarianship. At least for mm. me, you know? you know, I have to ask this because I remember you posted like, I mean, I didn't even, I, I'm not sure. Like I literally was Googling these photos. Like, is this what the Boston library looks like? Boston public library. Okay. Let me, let me tell you, I think I watch too much TV. That's the problem. <laughs> I watch too much American movies and I just have this image in my head of what a American library looks like. Massive looking building. That's kind of, on the outside could be a museum but it's yes. a public library so I remember you posted there was I mean a while back uh, a picture showing the outside of the library but it was the picture um uh, I actually I wrote the hashtag because I wanted to ask you so you took a picture of uh, a reading room uh and uh, what's the hashtag that you wrote uh, so there's a picture yeah so there's uh tables and chairs and oh my God, I have to say this, the green lamps, you know, the green lamps that they show on TV. See, I'm sorry, forgive <laughs> me. I watched too much TV, but um, it was like something out of a movie. Like that's exactly how I imagine American libraries to be. <laughs> and then, yeah, the hashtag said Bates Hall reading room. Please tell me, was I, I watched too much TV, huh? No, no, no. no. It's it's a library. Tell us about the Boston Public Library. <laughs> So Sorry. I do want to clarify, I'm not speaking for them. Like, right, it no, is my no, job, just... not speaking for them, not trying to get in, in trouble with communications or Talking anything about like the beautiful that. decor and the tables and all the yes. lamps. No, it is beautiful. Um, mm. So the library, Boston Public Library, the main branch at Copley Square, it's mm. um, actually two separate buildings. Or not two separate. It's connected, but there are two buildings. Um, there's the newer building. Don't ask me dates. Have never been <laughs> dates. So, but um, so there's the newer building, and then there's the McKim or older side of the building, and that's where Bates Hall is. And mm. yes, uh, it is a huge room. Um, the picture pro probably doesn't even do it justice. I um, can imagine. It's a huge room with green lights. And um, it's funny because um, research services used to be in that room. So mm. we would get a lot of tourists that would come up and they'd be like, you must love working here. This is such a beautiful view, you mm. know, stuff like that. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, they, they ended up moving us from that space. So it's mm. not something I get to see every day. Um, but uh, from time to time, no, actually not from time to time, Every day that I'm working here at this location, there is at least one patron that's like, so where's the Instagram room? Or <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the Instagram room? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. The other day, um, my coworker and I, we got the question, and it was new to me, but another coworker said that she gets this all the time. Um, where's the Hogwarts room? And mm. yes. And it, they're referring to Bates Hall or the, you know, the reading room. So um, wow. it's always fun and funny how, you know, patrons, tourists, visitors, whatever you want to call, um, 
when they come up and they ask specifically for that room. It even gets to the point now where before they even get it out, I know what they're going to ask. Mm. Um, so it's, it's always, it's yeah, it's always fun. It's a great time. <laughs> you know, I was wondering, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, people are always shocked when you tell them about libraries and then real, and then you're name dropping these really, really cool <laughs> libraries. And I was wondering, like, do you get to network with other librarians from around the country? Do you get to visit some of these amazing places uh or is there just not enough time for that do you know so i personally don't i won't say i don't get the opportunity i think mm. just because of my position because i'm not stationed any uh in any one location um mm. not that i don't get the opportunity i just don't collaborate with mm. other li librarians from across the country or across the world. However, um, one of my goals in life that I started in 2019, right before the pandemic or before a pandemic was, you know, even mm. a thing, uh, was to visit all 50 states. And so in doing so, um, I have been able, I'm such a nerd that I <laughs> do get a chance, you know, I've gotten the chance, I'm sorry, to mm. go to some of the libraries and kind of converse with some of the librarians, um, you know, there. Mm. Um, I can't really say a favorite because I would feel so bad. But I have, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. I have seen some beautiful libraries. Um, I recently just like over Labor Day weekend, um, I just came back from Albuquerque, mm. New Mexico, and. I mean, that's the most recent one. So that's, mm. I'm not saying it's the best or, you know, it's the most beautiful, but that's the most recent. And um, it, yeah, it was very nice. I ended up meeting a librarian there who used to be in Boston. So, you know, mm. I make connections, just not enough to collab, I guess. Mm. You know, um, as a floater, uh, you know, you're not based in one place. So, uh you must be meeting a whole bunch of different people like on the daily, weekly. And I was wondering like if I was a fly on the wall, uh, what would I be seeing, uh, hearing, you know, what conversations other than where is that reading room that's on Instagram? Do you know what I mean? Like I imagine your interactions with patrons must be super, super funny and very interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> so many things. Um, <laughs> No, it, it's, uh, I don't even know how to like start without, you know, <laughs> Take a deep whatever. Breath, sis, deep breath, you're fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it's great. There are so many different conversations, mm. even that I overhear as a floater, like if I'm like walking by or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, there are some interesting, there are some funny ones to me. What would be funny might not be funny to others, <laughs> but like, for example, I've gotten, um, like a black man, like low key, tell me that I'm racist towards him. Um, and <laughs> carry on, continue, continue, please continue. Did not expect you to say that, but continue. So what happened, I'll tell it very shortly. Um, he came in to one of the departments and this was before the pandemic. He came into one of the departments and I had greeted him. I greet everybody, you know, whatever. And um, he didn't respond. Fine. And I set him on a computer. He was doing his thing. Well, 
other patrons of different ethnicities and colors came in mm -hmm. and I was having a conversation and laughing and joking with them. And he comes back up one time and was like, you know, it, you know, you being a black woman and me being a black man, you know, that's crazy. We should be, you know, you shouldn't be this way and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, I'm not having this. We're not going to keep doing not this. Today. Not, exactly. today, not today. Not today. Not <laughs> today. Not today. But he sat back down, stewing. And then a coworker of mine, which he did not know was a coworker, mm. who happens to be a black man, came up. And I was joking and laughing with him. And then he went on his way. The guy comes back up again and is like, I want your supervisor, like, all of this stuff to me mm. it's funny like i can mm. laugh about it to right. others they they might be like what's funny about it but i mean this is what this is something that happens in the library you know mm. at least with me um yeah it's just it it can be a very wild uh a wild time mm. um but to talk about like good stuff you know uh yeah we i mean the library just offers amazing things like mm. i'm in i told you off off being live or off camera you know like in the space that i'm in right now it, it's part of the business library so we have so many different like resources you know uh that's available um mm. we have like a long-term lending program where people who might not have um access to a laptop or wi-fi they're able to sign up through the library to potentially mm. get one, you know, and they have that for a year plus. Um, so maybe not funny. Again, conversations to me, right. hilarious. Somebody else might not think so. So let me turn it around as far as the resources that we mm. have, um, you know, that's just absolutely great. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want to uh, just touch upon the pandemic, which you had kind of mentioned right at the beginning and the impact uh, in terms of your job, uh, you know, your role in, uh, in terms of access and uh, library books and yeah, man, yeah. it must have been tough. It was. So we shut down March uh, 16th. 16th of uh 2020 and mm. it was so obviously so sudden i'm not sure and i'm very can i ask like how that was for you guys yeah um, we actually when you mentioned that i was like yeah i remember we shut down on the last day of february so i can't remember if that was a leap year it might have been february 28th okay um yeah we completely like we had a few days <laughs> we had like a week and, a, and then a few days to quickly get things and move online and for the first few weeks they were we could go in and and still get things prepared but yeah it was immediate uh shift so and then you guys not long after so that's yeah yeah and it was yeah it was very sudden um but fast forwarding so we they had us work from home and I have to say like the library again amazing because I know mm. so many libraries at least back home for me in uh in ohio that they had to lay off librarians and mm. no from my understanding no one from bpo you know got laid off so i'm very fortunate you know for the city for the library that that mm. wasn't the case um so we yeah so we worked from home um those who had to work like a public public desk or 
um, at a branch, really a branch. Um, they brought us back for pickup, pick, pickup to go. So you couldn't come into the library mm. to like browse or anything like that, but it really was just picking up your books and leaving. And that happened for about pretty much a year. And I was actually stationed at a branch. <clears throat> um, and I, so I wasn't floating or really moving around like I would normally do. Um, and then I think it was June or July of last year, they, that's when they started uh, for us started, you know, to open back up. Um, and then eventually the, cause we had the mask mandate for a while here, mm. and at least for the library. Um, we had the mask mandate for a while and then that was lifted. And, um, then we ended up going to Saturdays and then now for the main branch, we have Saturdays and Sundays. So mm. it was a very, uh, gradual thing, I think for two years, which I don't know if it was really fast or, mm you know, a good pace. Cause again, traveling to other libraries in the country, some are still closed, mm. um, you know, like say on the weekends or, you know, something like that, or the hours differentiate. Yeah. But, and then in, just in terms, you know, now that mostly everything, well, for where you are, you know, um, patrons are there and uh, in terms of like safety measures and restrictions, is that, <laughs> gradually opening up like I feel like um you know hearing stories from um and not libraries but in general like a lot of colleagues who are from the U.S. and traveled home and they couldn't just the freedom to not wear masks like I mean you know it was like they were like it's normal you know like um even going into restaurants and things like that and so I was wondering in terms of the spaces that you're working in is it still very strict or no, <laughs> no, wow. we, um, I honestly don't remember when it was officially lifted because mm -hmm. we kind of had like a funny thing going on here, at least in Boston, because our mayor ended up becoming part of President Biden's team uh, okay. somehow, politics, mm, but part of his team. And so then we had a um, interim mayor mm -hmm. And then we ended up having to have an election. So, you know, oh. it, the interim, you know, she had her way, even though it was a brief time, it was still mm -hmm. kind of like things are somewhat lifted. And then we had a mayor who like kind of, you know, might've um, reverted back mm. at one point. So I honestly don't remember when everything was officially lifted here at the library. It's still optional. You know, we're not going to be like, you have to wear a mask, um, but sanitize or yeah, like that <clears throat> your body, your choice. It's up to you what you want to do. Mm. Um, and for the staff perspective, I guess um, we are not forced to not wear a mask like we have the option as well, which is great um, because, you know, it can it can be a lot sometimes, you know, people you would think whole pandemic people would know mm. personal space and boundaries Oy. so it's like i don't play <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started man i mean yeah i can imagine for you oh crazy yes and then how do you do place like so my mask is with me all the time 
you know, um, unless I'm with people that I feel comfortable with. But right, right. Yeah, for the most part, it's, you know, you choose. And there are still pa- uh, people, patrons that come in and they have their masks. So, mm. you know, it's absolutely a, a personal choice on on how you want to, you know, come in. Mm. You know, I was thinking about social media, uh, you know, uh, social media in terms of like, like TikTok and, you know, Instagram, there's Bookstagram, TikTok, there's BookTok. And I was wondering, uh, you know, as you uh, move around different libraries and are you seeing more uh, people, colleagues making content? (laughs) 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 I had to ask. I mean, like, you know, for for TikTok, you know, like... uh, you know, yes. Um, <laughs> I think some of my colleagues try for the work perspective. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, right. to engage and stuff yeah. like that. Does it go over well? I can't be the judge of it because I don't. <laughs> that's not my world. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, like librarians are. I mean, obviously, I cannot speak for mm. the whole realm of librarians. Right, right. But the librarians that I know, including myself, are like very introverted. And yeah. um, the whole TikTok, Instagram is pushing it, I feel like right. for most of my colleagues. Um, in TikTok, I just don't see that. Like they, like they might be on it, but posting content, maybe not so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I was gonna jump in, but I'll wait till you're done. I, no, I just, no, 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 please. You reminded please. me. Um, no, it's so interesting listening to you. Um, I was thinking about like TikTok. Um, you know, there are teachers on. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Um, like, I mean, there's some. I don't want to say special, but there's just some very interesting folks out there dancing on tables all that jazz and I'm just like when 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 do you get time to do that and then actually teach like I'm just curious I'm just curious as you were talking I was thinking about the the table dancing TikTok educators just random yeah. thoughts. Sorry, carry on, sis. Carry no, on. No, no, no. I, I mean, there was. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I, like I said, I haven't seen. I have not personally seen librarians try to do a, mm. you know, a TikTok. Um, right. but I know at one point it was they were trying to implement it again to engage with the youth, particularly specifically teens. Mm. Um, and. I don't know if the engagement was there. Nice try. I guess I don't, I don't, mm, I, I try to stay out of that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, and I say all this to say that there are some amazing educators who are doing so many cool things with social media and really trying to engage and connect their learners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is really student centered, but then there's some other crazy folks. It's like, oh, this about you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question for you because yeah. I know that you had mentioned that you like watch TV, like uh, a lot of TV. So have you watched Abbott Elementary? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, my friend, my friend from uh, he lives in Florida, and he like, like when that first came out, he was like, "Go to this link, watch this." I binge, I watched it all. <laughs> I was just like, 
bro is this for real I was like bro there were so many instances in that where I was just like oh that resonates and then I was thinking oh my god I have a colleague like that yeah. <laughs> I was like yo I know someone like that that's how sad it was I was that was yeah Oy, that was that was something else it was so good yeah like it was so good and I love I that know, it was is there a season two out or not yet. Yeah. So they just started season two, I think either like this past week or the week before. Okay. So I and miss my- yeah. Yeah. And, and like you, I also binged it um, because it's randomly on HBO max. And mm-hmm. I, and I, cause I don't have Hulu or like, I don't have regular TV. You didn't ask for this, but here we are. Um, <laughs> <and> so- <laughs> so I binged it and I was like I am obsessed and um so I probably will also wait for season two to you know be done and then end up binging it so I have no idea what's happened in the past it's so good like honestly I just it was so bad that I was watching it laughing my head off also feeling sad that I knew people like that I was just like this is I don't I don't know should I be recommending this to folks at school Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, uh, look at me being they might see themselves like, in it. I was like... just like, some people are gonna end up crying because they're gonna see themselves in this this series. Man, but it's so good, eh? So so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was curious about like as a librarian, um, you know, 2020, obviously the pandemic, the world is shutting down, uh, a lot of protesting going on, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know George Floyd's death. I asked. I asked this because, as an educator, all of a sudden people were like wanting to read whatever books they could get their hands on. You know, they needed to know what they, the unconscious biases were, and all this, and you know, what was the white pers- white person's perspective, and what were BIPOC authors writing about. You know, yeah. Um, what does injustice look like? And I was wondering, from your perspective as a librarian, was there an increase in demand for books written by BIPOC authors um, during this time. You know, like, you know, in education, people rush and they get like grabbing whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, like Black History Month, right? It's like the one month. And it's like, yo, you got every other month of the year to read these amazing <laughs> books written by Black authors. And yet it's focused solely. I'm sorry, I went off topic, but let's- No, no, no. Any thoughts on that um, in terms of the spaces you were working in and what your experiences on, uh, for that was? Yeah. So, um, again, 2020, I was stationed at one branch and, mm. you know, I was able to kind of see the the bags that we would get in the most, mm. I don't want to say most popular book. Well, I guess, yeah, the most popular mm. books that were um, being requested and, you know, stuff like that. Um, there definitely was an influx of uh BIPOC authors. Mm. Um, I, I'll be honest, I do not remember those books mm. that, you know, that were out, but um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot, it, it was very heavy over here um, with a lot of emotions. Um, and so, you know, so reading in general was, mm was very, you know, it was, it was very heavy. Um, kind of going back, cause I don't think I fully answered your question. Mm. And then I, I promise I'll spin back around. You're good, so but, um, you had asked like during the pandemic, like mm. how else did the library kind of make, 
materials accessible. Mm. And one thing like that we did do, not only was it BPL to go, but we also did a lot of eBooks and e-audio books. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, so people who did not feel comfortable going outside at all, doesn't matter if it was, mm. you know, pick up to go or even just going to the grocery store, they had that access to be able to, you know, d- download the apps or read it on their browser and mm. very accessible. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind yeah, of, no. I didn't want to leave that out. You're good. Um, You're good. But again, kind of like fast forwarding to the most recent question. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. Um, yeah, it was just a, um, it was a time, a very heavy mm. time and not, it definitely, well, I don't know how else to say this, but to add on to all of this, hmm. the library, you know, supported Black Lives Matter. So hmm. all of the branches had a sign in the window that, um, you know, said Black Lives Matter. And, you know, a lot of the public appreciated that. Like they stand with their Black and Brown Mm. Uh, librarians, library assistants, and other staff members. But then you also had a good chunk of people that like would physically take the flag down or, you know, call city hall. Like it was really a, a, when I tell you it was a heavy time, it really was. Um, Mm. Yeah, it was, I mean, fortunately that I know of no one at the library got seriously hurt or hurt at all. But it, yeah, it was very tense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, to actually answer your question, um, I did see, I feel like I saw an influx of black and brown authors that you probably wouldn't see otherwise right. outside of <clears throat> Black History Month or um, um, like, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, or, or right. you know, Asian. Um, yeah, AAPI. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming in because I probably <laughs> butchered it, but we mm. we had an understanding. You knew what I meant. Um, mm. My heart was in the right place. Uh, of course. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't see that otherwise. Mm. If, you know. Yeah, I mean, I had. To, yeah, I I wanted to ask that just. Uh, being an educator from my perspective uh, you know in our space that we work in uh, my friend is the teacher librarian and she does a lot of work you know to try and get in more diverse texts that reflect our learners Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah like you said I mean in our space definitely an influx of like yeah there was an increase in demand for you know bringing in these like books uh, you know about unconscious bias um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion and justice, liberation, you know, definitely a lot of interest. But uh, of course that, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, the the marginalized communities, the plight of marginalized communities and BIPOC folks, that that doesn't just disappear. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't, you know. So, We're here, like <laughs> yeah. The struggle continues, and so as it is in education, a lot of buzzwords are dropped, a lot of books are, you know, are, folks are put in the spotlight. But then you could tell that over time, people were just kind of like, 
oh yeah right we did order all those books and they're just kind of sitting there oh right you know and it just became this like everyone rushed because they wanted to read a book and then it was just like over time it's just really few people <laughs> few teachers are actually still you know trying to be better trying to do better trying to learn unlearn unpack decolonize the mindset all of that so yes. that's why I was so curious about the spaces that you work in and yeah. yeah one of another point I just want to say real quick um so I a couple weeks or so ago there was a book and writers festival here um at one of the other branches and I ended up like it was a very informal interview with um an author and I had asked her like how how did you come up with this book shout out to her um the book is called Ben and Patrice um uh by Catalina Gamera um anyways so I had I had asked her like how how was this the writing process because she ended up doing it in like definitely less than a year. Mm. And um, she was saying, which was very interesting that I've never, ever thought of when um, President Trump, you know, was when he was president versus compared to Biden, President Biden, um, the writing demand or the stories were very different. Um, I believe she said kind of like after mm. Uh, he was elected and especially 2020, it was already heavy, tense, as mm. we talked about. Um, kind of the demand was more like people, publishers wanted light reading versus, yeah. you know, like the heavy stuff. Because the book that I just said, it's it's like a romance, you know, mm. not necessarily young adults, but the characters are young and, you know, stuff like that. So she pretty much her process was, you know, like the publishing companies did not want what she, I guess whatever she was going to originally do. Mm. So she ended up busting this like romance novel within a short amount of time um, because of the, de the demand. And I just thought that mm. was very interesting because I like, I don't, I mean, I write, but not like that. <laughs> mm. Definitely not like that. Um, but even as a reader, I don't, I don't think that way. I just look at a book. Right you know, read the description and, and kind of go from there on whether or not I want to mm. pick it up. So it was just a very uh, interesting take on even mm. the writer, the authors uh, in general, their process and, you know, how yeah. that all that's, that's crazy because it just now I'm just thinking, you know, publishing companies, you know, people who are in those spaces and have access to that decision-making table, uh, gatekeeping yeah. gatekeeping like the industry um I was just thinking that as you were telling yeah. me that story I was just like wow yeah yeah it, it's it's wow. wild it really is now can mm. I ask um in Japan are mm. like was it as tense there for you guys you mean with the whole Black Lives Matter? Black Lives and, Matter. Yeah, and I mean, pandemic. we had protests here. Um, you know, we went to the protests. Like, a lot. Uh, we had students at my school who were, you know, they were turning up to protests and, you know, for the cause and stuff. Uh, it was intense because, you know, a lot of the protests were, uh, I mean, there were Japanese people, but also a big number of foreigners supporting 
mm. uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, so obviously the way they were policing mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter protests, like in Tokyo, for example, where we went, uh, so different to the radical, crazy, nationalistic <laughs> Japanese pol uh, political protests that go on. I mean, yeah. these people... Uh, you got to see it like YouTube. I mean, they, these old growing ass, excuse my language, men no. <laughs> uh, firing insults at each other. And they you know, it's pretty like they get to do their thing, but definitely uh, policing Black Lives Matter uh, was more, yeah, it was, it was just, there was a lot of extra security, which actually made me think about, um, you know, obviously the Russian Ukrainian war. And when that, kind of first started a lot of the conversations that I was having with um, you know my colleagues um, who are BIPOC uh, educators was that you know we were to, we weren't we were uh, obviously we knew what was happening mm -hmm. we we're seeing it play out in the media but we were talking about uh, marginalized folks and communities you know BIPOC people that were being stopped at borders so we were talking about those conversations and they had a big protest here and it was so interesting wow. because it was very uh there was a lot of dc folks mm. you know it was very dominant dominant culture kind of um but i did not see <laughs> as any police as what we experienced um wow. when we went to black lives matter so that's that was interesting. Like I was being a hater over here watching <laughs> watching the news. Like, oh, I got, okay. I see how it is. Um, yeah, but it's. I mean, Japan and a political like protests. It's just a. It's a whole weird, different uh, environment here. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's in interesting um, for someone who, like to hear from someone who's not here, yeah. you know, mm. how it, how I guess other countries perceived us. Um, mm. There's a book, which an episode is going to come up soon. Definitely yeah. by the time this is posted, yeah, uh, yeah. By, yours, by the time yours is posted. But there's a book called The Woman in the Library um, mm. by Sol Solari Gentile. And um, a coworker and I, we... We did the, the uh, episode together because it's actually taken place in Boston Public Library. And <laughs> so okay, I'm curious. <laughs> I need to find the book. You do not get to tell me that. I'm like, hey, 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 cut it out. I need to find this book. Oh. Yes, and it's 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 a murder mystery. Um, oh. uh, that that happens here at the library. But I do say all that's definitely not a plug. I mean, I, I won't. I won't be like, don't listen to the episode, but it, it wasn't meant to be a plug. I get sis. You know? Put it in there. You do you, man. That's why you're here, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm about giving you your flowers and just definitely highlighting what you do for real. No, you're, we're gonna, you're we're, amazing. We're going to get there. Uh, we're going to get there. So thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, so, so this book, the woman in the library, like things happen and um, it, it's interesting because the characters, I mean, you can, you might be able to guess what their ethnicities are because she doesn't mm. outright say like, you know, okay. white, black, whatever. But anyways, the point, my coworker and I, we were talking about it and there's a scene where one of the characters kind of bring up, um, okay, let me preface this by saying this is a very meta book. So what mm. I mean by that is if, for people who might not know is like, 
so Solari has not been, or the author, I don't know her like that. Um, the author, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking that we're, you, know, you guys are her. like tight or something. Hey, <laughs> like, let me not get too comfortable by doing that. But the author had never been to our library. So she actually had a correspondent here uh, to oh, wow. like kind of describe the city and the library and, you know, stuff like that. Right. So that's real life, very real life. But then in the book, it's also the same way. So one of her characters has never been to the library, but that character is writing another character who's in the library. Oh. It's very meta. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's that. But anyways, <laughs> the correspondent in the book asks the author in the book, like, what are, is, is this character Black? Because if he's Black you know, we have the protests that are going on. We have like, you know, if he's wearing a hoodie, like that's important. Like, it, because if he's black, he might automatically be guilty versus he's white, it's it's a pass. If he's living in this neighborhood, that matters because like, it was a whole thing. And um, my coworker, Maggie, um, she was like, you know, it's an interesting take. Cause I didn't think of it this way. Mm. It's an interesting take on how other countries might have viewed what we were going through because it's 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 going to be different you know mm. like yeah you 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 had riots but or or protests maybe not riots but you, you other countries you know stuff like that but i don't think it would have been as intense compared to here oh yeah no you i know I, I totally get where you're coming <laughs> from i mean uh the other thing uh about okay so i'm from new zealand and they had, you know, they had the whole, they were protesting in support of Black Lives Matter there. Um, and so I'm just going to talk about Japan and what I was seeing. And actually, um, Trump, when he was president, uh, it was very, uh, a lot of the news, he, he was on the news like all the time. Like the media here is a bit, it's a bit wonky like that, like um, almost like pro-Trump. Um Y'all are not quote even... me on that, fam. Don't quote me. I, I'm, this is just what I'm seeing uh, on TV at that time. And I really did not like how they showed, uh, portrayed uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, it was always uh, very negative. And I'm actually going to, um, something else that really bothers me um, while we're talking about this is, uh, I don't know if you know the tennis player, uh, Naomi Osaka. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So she is. I love her, eh? She's awesome. And and it's been very uh, public knowledge that she, you know, a lot of um, mental health, you know, like just right. wellness issues, right? And I'm like, she's young. Come on, man. Let let this young woman, amazing Roma, let her breathe, man. Give her. But I hate the way they portray her here. Like if you, she does, she steps out of line and you should see the photos they attach to the, to the article like I swear like I, I I'm, I'm not making this up and you can even look online after like look at Japanese newspapers and how and I mean she's Japanese she's half Japanese <laughs> like how they portray her like it's always in a very borderline kind of like read between the lines very negative way um and it's just kind of like the photos it, it, it's like when when can we actually talk about how she's just a really 
good role model, great ro- role model, young woman who has achieved so much in the, you know, um, right. show her beautiful, show her as a beautiful yeah. young woman. But man, that's my pet peeve on, on social media when I'm reading articles about her. Um, you know, maybe she's like bowed out of a, of a competition real early or so. And it's always just the worst photo. I'm like, what the <laughs> so that I was just reminded of that as we were talking, you know, like how um how I see like Black Lives Matter and things like that, even Trump at that time, and you know, his rhetoric, his like racist, negative mm-hmm. um, you know, narrative that him and you know, those folks are putting out there. It was just like real, it was ugly as like I I literally were <laughs> like mute and just switched channels because I did not like how they were very pro him but then they show like black lives matter it was always about aggression um and i you know as someone who lives here but i have friends who are educators black educators amazing folks Mm -hmm. in the u.s and i'm i'm freaking out because i'm just like are you fam are you guys okay (laughs) is it safe at your school uh are your families safe uh you know like I was there. I'm just checking in again. I'm yeah. just how are you how are you all doing? Uh, and some friends who are not educators, mm-hmm. um, you know, just living doing their thing out there, trying to make a living for their family. And I'm just like, is it safe? Like, that's such a, I don't know. Is that question? I don't know. Should I be asking? Because I worry. You know, like yeah, I worry, and I'm here. You know, like it's it it's. It is really crazy over here on this side of the world. Um, like even with like Asian Americans or just, you know, Asian immigrants, mm. not necessarily here in Boston, but like I see even news reports in New York where they're just like randomly getting attacked. Not to make it even more dark, but mm. like when we did open um, with the schools, you know, going back physically versus, you know, no longer on Zoom or the Mm. hybrid, but like actually going back to school and then you get school shootings. Like it's, Mm. it's, that is scary. Like I might not be in a school, but that is terrifying. You know, like Mm. you were not, like a child was not in school. The parents did not have to worry about their kids going to like physically in school for like two years. And then all of a sudden we're going right back to, what it was before the pandemic, you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, it's it's scary on this side of the world. You know, I um, love it, but it's yeah. Have you ever wanted to like move abroad? Yes. I know that there are also when I think of educators that I've connected with uh, online through Edu Twitter, you know, with other teachers and stuff. And there are, um, so you know, there are like black educators, like BIPOC. There, they've left the states just for the safety of their families and giving their children an opportunity to just live in a, in a, in a, a safer environment. So have you? Yes. I, have I thought? Absolutely. Mm. Um, and mm. you know, it, it doesn't help. I mean, it does, but like mm. seeing, you know, on my feed, um, like black travelers who, mm. you know, ended up just staying outside of the U.S., like, just packing mm-hmm. up everything and going, like, absolutely, I have thought about it. Um, I think, I know, because my roots are here, like, mm-hmm. in the U.S., 
um, it's it would be difficult um, for me personally just to mm. like, oh, I'm leaving the country. See you later. Um, but I absolutely have thought about it, even to the point where um, I mean, granted, it's not necessarily like living abroad, but going mm. back to librarianship, um, there's actually like on cruise lines, not all mm. of them, but some cruise lines, they actually have libraries and you can, uh, you know, there's a library. Sis, <laughs> there you are. I can see it now. Your name and neon lights. Get onto it. <laughs> and that has been a goal. When I found that out, probably 2014, 2015, I was like, I want to do that. Like, that's going to be me. Yeah. Um, haven't been, haven't done it yet, but you know, it, there's still time. So I feel like it's like being realistic and like, yeah. you know, and granted, it's not leaving the U.S. because I'd come right back. But I feel like that would be the closest of of kind of getting away from the madness mm. that is that is here. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your podcast, so yes. let's. Um, uh, when did you start the pot? Let's let's talk about the binging librarian <laughs> podcast. That's what's up, fam. Gotta check it out. Um, she binges books and she yes. reviews them uh, sometimes with guests. But yes, like tell us about uh, obviously, yeah. How did the how did you get the, get into podcasting? Uh, yeah, take yeah. us through the journey thus far. <laughs> no, it's 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 really not that exciting of a story. Um, <laughs> it's not. Um, no, I mean the pandemic happened and it was kind of like. I kind of want to do something. And right. that was, that was it. Um, before I was actually working in retail. So I would work here, um, normal schedule, whatever, but mm -hmm. like on the weekends, I might go in into work uh, in retail. And mm -hmm. so I was always busy. So when the pandemic happened, it was kind of like, I don't know what to do, uh, you know, after, cause I got laid off and, you know, mm. stuff like that, which was great, a blessing in disguise. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of, you know, what to do. So, um, I was like, well, I love to read. I like to talk <laughs> about what I read. <laughs> Let me do this thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, again, not an exciting story, but that's kind of, uh, that's what happened. And thank you. I just want to say thank you for uh, your support. Like, oh, I mean, I love that. I've, I, I don't know if people know this, but a lot of my guests on the podcast have been people that I follow. Like, I just love seeing what people are doing and I love music. I love the arts. I love books. Obviously, I'm an educator, so got to give flowers to my fellow educators. Um, and then as a librarian, that's a form of education in itself. But um, also you're a podcaster. So I like to, if I get an opportunity, I've been able to just highlight some other podcasts that I I love what they do, man. And just the messages that they're putting out there. Um, yeah, so I, I can't even remember how we connected, but we have mutual friends. And I was just like, you know, I'm looking, I'm like, you know, I have a, a wish list of guests. And I'm like, I'm always trying to think of, you know, the people that I follow and enjoy the content that they create and how can I highlight that? Um, you know, it's stuff that I enjoy. So how can I put the spotlight on these people um, and just, you know, give them their flowers? So you're, yeah, 
I, I was just like, hey, the Benji Liberian, what, what is this, what is this? So, uh, yeah, how do you, uh, yes, we know that you're a bookworm. Uh, how, how do you choose your books? Like, is it through work and what comes in? Or are you generally kind of like, okay, that's been on my list. I, I got to read that. It's really, it's really a combination of both. Um, I like when I do Cirque, so kind of going back to my position very quickly, um, Mm. I'm able to do, obviously be a librarian, but you know, I might go go over at a branch that needs a library assistant Mm. and they usually do the Cirque work. So like checking in the books and stuff like that Um, and other like DVD CDs, so on. And so a lot of that is, through checking in the books like mm-hmm. okay i'm seeing that this is coming up a lot um let me let me see what it's about um yeah. our website and i i think a lot of library at least public libraries also have this on their website but they'll have like um on order or new books you know stuff like that so you kind of see mm-hmm. that's also something that you know i i kind of base <laughs> it on that and then there are just authors that i like look forward to um Mm. that you know that it also goes based on that so my selection is really everywhere right people are like oh or patrons are like oh can you give me a suggestion on like romance or or whatever like i don't read that many romance books i just like what i like Mm. um yeah and it just kind of goes it just kind of goes from there (laughs) you know um do you have plans to grow your podcast uh you know outside its current format or you uh you know in terms of just trying to balance other things in your life that's going on and work it's kind of like you're good you're good where it's at right now um i mean you know i'm content like i for the year so it's it turned a year Eh, sometime this year I don't, I don't know I don't keep track with that but <laughs> I'm like whatever but like a yearly goal you know mm. like it would it would be nice to see this um and if it doesn't happen it, it's fine you know it's, it's to yeah. me it's You're not content. a big deal I'm right. chilling you know and also too like would I like to see it expand sure but I also know and I am self-aware that I am not consistent yeah. so th- like the, the you might have noticed the a good chunk of the summer I was not posting. To be fair, though, um, we had a staff competition, mm. and that was like, posting was not on my mind. Right. Um, you, and, you just, once again, you just out there trying to beat everyone, huh? You're like, I, I, I'm coming for you. Don't play with me. <laughs> I won again. <laughs> Don't play with me. No, I'm I, did, I, did, I did see that. Actually, it's funny. It's so funny. I was, I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if she's got it nearby. No, surely she doesn't. Ta-da! Yes. Uh, you're about the like the first one outside of work and family uh, on Bookstagram that hey. knows. Um, but yeah, like I show that off. Show that off. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like I. I am self-aware that I am just not consistent, um, you know, compared to others, which Mm. I have to give you your flowers because you are consistently posting 
Oh, yeah, and... hold on. <laughs> like, let me let me stop you. I I appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much. I that means a lot. But you know, it was so funny when you mentioned summer. You know, but you know, because you know, when I went home, like I stayed for summer school in June. Then I went home. I was home for five weeks from July to August because mm-hmm. we have a long summer break. And then I everything that I was posting, like just everything that was scheduled for July to like probably the third week of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like eight weeks straight was just stuff I had done like I that's how I am like when I go home like I, I I'm like disconnecting um I, I, I'm real intentional in how I use my social media time so I'm not always on there I'll bookmark things and then share them in a big go on stories if I'm on there but I appreciate what you said but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was listening to you and I was like I feel that I, I'm, I'm totally like <laughs> That's me in summer, you know, I'm just, I always plan ahead and be like, you know. <laughs> so Sorry. let me ask, do you, do you have any like tips or are there certain, like, what's your, I know you, you just pretty much said your strategy, but like, mm. so, and I know you'll interview other people. So mm. like, are you going to wait until July of next year for like just a rollout that way? Is I'm just oh, curious. So, um, like. Oh, you okay? So, in terms of rolling out the interviews, uh, recently, because I kind of like had pretty much rolled out everything I had mm-hmm. uh, from August. Yeah. So the past few weeks, I have been. I'm really busy at school. I'm studying, so I've just been recording on the weekends. Bless your heart. This we're here. We're here right Bless now. Bless you. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Appreciate that. So you know, I've just been. Uh, probably the last few weeks like weekly and then release um but then I've, i'm at the point where i've gotten ahead again a little bit you know because depending on uh the time difference where people are in the world and then damn new zealand has just done their daylight savings so now they're four hours ahead so even that is a mission before it was like three hours and i'm like we're good but now even scheduling new zealand interviews i mean at least for us um it's nine we you were at 9 30 your time which was 10 30 evening like where it was good but it's so hard when I'm like trying to schedule around Australia New Zealand time but <laughs> well I'm sorry long story no. making this into a very long story which no. I don't need to but um in terms of tips like I'm just if I know uh there is like reporting period like I have to look at my schedule because I love the podcast but my job my job is like you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher so I look at the schedule and if I know reports are coming up like winter break, we come back from winter break and I think it's the second week of January and then reports are due, semester reports are due end of January. So I know that before that time, you know, I've got to like sort out like this is why I have a wish list for podcasts. I have this whole system like where I reach out on um, social media and then I ask for the email and then I send out it. You know, I like just try and be official. I know not many people email these days but I try and follow the DM up with an email so that they can see oh, I'm trying to be professional. Yeah. So it's those little things, um, you know, make a difference. And of course, um, I, I'm just trying to be flexible as much as I can in terms of availability because I know everyone's busy, you know, super busy with their own lives. Um, tips are really, I'm, I'm the, I'm not very organized like and <laughs> other things I do, but, I love the podcast and for some bizarre thing I'm just like <laughs> organized as yeah. 
I hope my school's not judging that. No one watches me anyway. They don't know I have this other life, eh? Uh, they're like, they don't know. No one's interested in what I do. Like, I fully disconnect from work. Okay, that's such a random as side story, but sorry. No, I love that. I, um, I love that was it. so long. Sorry. I don't know if I answered your question. Tips. I don't know. Be organized. Plan around what else is going on in your life. So that I'm includes sorry. travel. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I was just like, another tip is just planning around, like, yeah, definitely checking the schedule, what else is going on, especially work. Um, but if if I know I'm traveling, I'm I'm trying not to interview during the time that I'm like going on a trip and stuff. So yeah. I try and just do beforehand. Yeah. Now, have you? And which I love that because why would you? Why would you work on while traveling? But no, would have you been to the states oh okay funny story okay maybe you don't maybe you won't find this funny um <laughs> i'm sure people are sick of me telling the story but basically i was coming to the states i was due to fly out i had my flight hotel everything booked i was super excited because i was gonna go to washington this no washington, where they have all the like museums and the like i was coming to baltimore Okay, Maryland yeah. yep. there was this big Catholic schools conference that was happening there and it was going to be April 2020 so you know like we were and by January December oh. January we were all booked like here's your flight details your seat selection I was like oh my god I'm going to America oh my god I was so excited I had done I had downloaded an app I was going to go check out some libraries, check out these museums and all this cool stuff in Washington, like not far. I was like, yeah. oh, can I go to New York? Oh, you know, anyways, <laughs> our school shuts down in February and I'm like, oh, there might still be hope. And then they're like, sorry, all people, like there were teachers going to Thailand for professional development. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, like it, we all got shut down. No. It was the saddest, saddest thing. But then when I was watching and seeing, you know, all these things happening in the U.S., I was like, I would never, ever <laughs> go to America. I was, like, scared, man. Like, I, I'm like, maybe I need to stop watching the news and their negative vibe. Yeah. So I that's tell you, like, a long story. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I asked. I, you know. No, but, like. Going back to that, though, uh, the news is very frightening because it's so much negative uh, coverage yeah. that it, it, it even goes into like social media. Like I had to delete Facebook because it was just at the time it was uh, during Trump's presidency and mm. there was just so much going on Um that I don't, I don't blame you for being like, I'm never going, I'm, you know, I'm never I'm going scared. there, but we're not all bad. Yeah. And so, it's you know, I have, some, I have some really beautiful friends, like loving, I love them so much, friends, good friends from the U.S. And they get me, they, man, they're like always hyping me up. Like, yeah, when you come, we're going to do this. Cause I love theme parks. Like I'm that, like I'm that person, like I'm scared of heights, but I love theme parks. <laughs> So I'm I'm a roller coaster, like crazy about roller coasters, but I'm scared of heights. Don't ask me how that makes sense because it doesn't. I'm right there um, with you. <laughs> it's all good. So they they they're like, oh, we gotta eat this and we gotta eat that. And then my thing is like, okay, guys, don't laugh, but can I eat a taco? And they're like, what? And I'm like, 
yeah <laughs> i'm assuming it's better to eat that when i come there like i didn't think what we're eating here is the real thing <laughs> they're like what and i'm like yeah that, that's what i want to eat <laughs> i think it's because i watched trevor noah i love trevor noah okay he, yep. so he, he does this little skit about eating tacos for the first time yeah <laughs> That's why I was like, adamant. when I go to the US, I have to eat a taco. Or maybe yes. I need to go to Mexico for the, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm super confused about that. I don't know. But my friends, yeah, they're like, it's well, okay, we got you. Well, I was going to say, like, the East, I mean, East, actually really everywhere. Because I was going to say the East Coast, but then I'm like, I've also been to the West Coast and obviously Midwest. But, like, really, like, our cuisine is just, like, it's, it's good. You have, there are so many options. Mm. And so oh. many variations that, yeah. Stop it. And, and now, if now you, like, you come to Boston, I got you. Have you met a lot of authors through your work? No, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I am not. I am not popping like that. So, oh, which is oh. fine. Um, no, I, I do follow, and there are some independent authors. Mm. You know, we follow each other. I just you are amazing because you will reach out and be like, Hey, are you interested in like, you'll take the chance. Yeah. Um, and I am just not, I'm, I'm not there yet. Mm. Um, it's different talking to someone in person or like you are very, I <laughs> hold on. I got to give you your flowers again, your energy. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. Am I that person that's like, Oh, your energy is like, I can tell your energy is bad or your energy. I'm not that person. I, uh -huh. And I don't really like when people are like that, but mm. you have such a vibe about you, even through like an online presence that is oh. just amazing. Um, and I hope you know that. Thank I, I really you. Do. Like I, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I just um, honestly get excited. Like when I have guests come on and I love what they do, like, and I'm a huge music fan as well. So I've had some of my favorite rappers come on here. I mean, these people, like, they're amazing. And I've had, like, educators. Just so many different people just doing cool things, man. I love the performing arts. And I've never interviewed, you know, uh, a librarian slash educator because it is a form of education so i was excited i mean oh. i knew you were a podcast host but i was like yo this is so looking at things through another lens and i really just wanted to pick your brain um obviously these are your experiences which you know of course super important um yeah but yeah no i, no, I appreciate it's, it's that amazing. thank you thank it you it really so is much. and you know I, I was gonna say like you you probably know like talking in person or e probably even for mm. you even through zoom or like an um online service mm. it's i don't know it's kind of different than like talking online or, or trying to engage them that way mm. um but you're just so good that you're actually making me want to think about having the authors that i do follow honestly sis she you, you know? like i was just like you're a vibe you uh, like worst case scenario like honestly oh that would be another tip listen to me just dropping these tips like but i was just thinking you know like you are a vibe so why why not reach out you know uh why not reach out to those amazing authors indie authors you know like i think if anything um again you know highlighting their platform mm -hmm. you know independent artists authors um it's hard man it, it's yeah. hard and you know I, i've I just, 
I just like to give people their flowers and I enjoy, you know, I'm, I, I know like, you know, it's, it's hard when you, I sometimes, you know, like for, your, for yourself, meeting you for the first time and I freak out because I'm like, oh, I don't want to come across, you know, just got to try and be organic and natural uh, just to kind of cultivate like a safe space because obviously, um, you know, we all have our stories and, you know, I'm always mindful of uh, the line of questioning and, and, you know, doing like if I'm highlighting um, someone's art or their music or their platform that I'm doing it justice. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, there's no point in bringing the guest on and it's just like you don't highlight anything, you know, so I, I, yeah, I appreciate it, you know, like thank you for your kind words. Yeah, I absolutely. hope that you feel, you know, okay and we've been having some good laughs. Yeah. I feel like I've known you for ages, but it's right? been like, oh. <laughs> it's not awkward at all. And, you know, maybe you've never had to go through this, but, you know, like sometimes when you're meeting somebody for the first time. And yeah, I'm anxiety. I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm so bad. Like you mentioned being an introvert uh, right back at the beginning when we started chatting. And I was just like inside like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, I totally get that. I, I totally get that. But I love that you, uh, you can just talk. Like for me, I have to, I can't just talk on my own. Like I have to be engaged uh, with talking to someone and you know, building the conversation that way. Because I have other friends who have their own podcasts and they're just, man, man, they're always dropping gems. And I'm like, <laughs> how do they do that for like 40 minutes, just dropping gems and good vibes and lots of I'll love, give the vibes. Know? I don't know about the gems from my part, <laughs> um, but I'll give the vibes. No, it's, you know, I think what I've learned um, being a librarian is, mm like just listening, you know, mm. um, because people, I, I, I had this conversation with a few coworkers where, you know, you'll have patrons come up that mm. wicked excited about, or they just want to rant or vent about a book that they read or some show that they watched that they either liked or they disliked. And, you know, it's easy to engage in that regards, mm. but it's also, I think important because they just want to let it out versus yeah. I don't need to say anything about it, you know, or mm. I'm also really good with like, if I see a book that they're going to check out or they've re returned and I've either watched the show or I've already read it, like, oh, what, you know, what, what did you think about it? Or have you seen the adaptation of it? Mm. And it just, you know, it just kind of goes from there. But uh, I think I get away with it just because I, I, I listen. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, for sure. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm excited to think about, yeah, how, um, whether you're going to reach out to some authors and you know do your thing. Like I'm excited for that. I wanted to ask about Banned Books Week because I, I follow the, you know, the American, um, is it Library Association? Like yeah. I follow them on Twitter, um, and I'm, I've always been super curious about banned books, um. And it was Banned Books Week in the States. Was it like, was it like the 18th, last week, two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was wondering, um, yeah, thoughts on banned books, because there's a whole conversation behind it. 
and I know it goes in a lot deeper in terms of the US like yeah um so what our librarians here because mm. I can only speak uh here in Boston I'm sorry mm. um the librarians for both like uh children's and young adults like they will make displays you know mm. to be like hey these are banned um you know and it, it, it you either pick up a book or you don't um I feel like if there are complaints from my experience, I've never gotten it. Like I, I haven't had a patron come up when I'm covering a desk or a branch mm-hmm. and they're like, no, 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 you know, um, right. if anything, they'll, they might like call to city hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's also one of those things that it's, it can be intense because people are very um, opinionated mm-hmm. on why we have these books, but also like you don't have to read them like you know yeah (laughs) that's what I don't get it's like why are you kicking up a stink just don't you don't don't have to read them and you know I guess you could the argument could be well you know well children are reading them and and it promotes Mm. blah 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 but like it have you actually read the book like you're you're causing this whole hoopla about Mm it's banned for this reason but have you actually read it you know um anyways that doesn't that doesn't answer the question but Mm. in the regards of like are the librarians here if they have the space they're gonna you know they're gonna promote it because that's what we're here for you know Mm. to provide access to materials whether they be books dvds cds Mm. computers electronic materials whatever so that the public should they choose to access Mm. it have that ability you know who are we to be like you shouldn't read this or you can't read this that's in my opinion that's not what we are here for Mm. to gatekeep what someone should or should not read Mm. you know good point I, obviously I cannot speak for yeah I mean yeah. my other colleagues let alone librarians across across the country but that's just how I feel it's like mm. that's who am I really mm. you know <laughs> hey you know I was wondering um who are you you're the binging librarian <laughs> stop it uh, <laughs> I got you I was like hey I see what you're doing there cut it out I wanted to ask uh have you do are there books by Pacific Island authors now I know when we say Pacific Island um it covers it's the whole AAPI thing is a very uh complex space uh Mm -hmm. in terms of you know Pacific Island Asian American Pacific Island so I was wondering are there uh, have you seen or AAPI month are there displays that show Pacific Island authors yeah (laughs) yeah um so I I'm gonna sound awful um there definitely are are displays when Mm. it's that um when it's that time of the month you know there are displays like um for his and I'm going to answer the question I promise yes, you're good, um, you're good. for Hispanic uh, Heritage Month like w- you know there yeah, are is that now or is it wrapping up wait 
it's, it's now, I think right? It's, it's yeah, it's going or is on. Is it right? done? No, I think it's still it's going on. I think okay. it happened mid month. Um, ah, gotcha. I right. am. Right, right. I should know this. No, I should know because I remember. I think I posted something in my story, but I was like, "Wow, have I not been? Did I just miss the whole of that month?" Like, no, no, no. It's um, yeah, it goes until October fifteenth. So it was oh. mid uh mm. mid September, um, and so, so like right now they have um authors of mm. you know Hispanic descent and and so on and so forth, mm. um. Which is great because someone like me, I, again, I go based on the cover, the title, and then the description. I definitely mm. judge a book by its cover. I do um, too. <laughs> so, I'm so bad. I tell my, do you not, don't judge a book by, don't just choose based. And then I'm in the library like, oh man, this yeah. is cool as. Trying not to hide from my students, hide from my students so they don't see me. <laughs> go figure. I mean, I feel like sometimes you should because mm. I don't know. My thing is like, if the cover is not appealing to you, then the yeah. only thing else you have is the title <laughs> and then the description. And if they are not good yeah. to you, I'm not going to read it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, to answer your question, um, I don't, I have not read too mm. many um asian pacific mm. islander authors mm. which is very unfortunate on my my part i know that um one that i did read um this is a while ago but i believe she's vietnamese um mm. um a fa love story um by mm. loan lee and um that is that's good. That was that would be something that I would recommend. I think she writes it first of all. The cultural aspect mm. uh, is shown in the book. It's YA, but it doesn't feel YA if that mm. makes sense. Because um, sometimes I feel like as an adult, I'm like, ah, I this might be okay for me, or I'm just not the target audience, you know, um, which is also fine. But that one, mm. I felt like it's it's really good. Um, she shows that cultural aspect, the cuisine of the Vietnamese culture. Mm. Um, and, and it's funny because one of my best friends from college, she is Vietnamese. So I kind of have a little bit of taste of the culture, obviously not a lot, but like mm. enough to, as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, this is, this is really good. Um, so that is one that I can shout out. Uh, mm. But because I'm, and it's not an excuse and you're challenging me to be better when it is that time <laughs> to like actually like pick up, you know, an author mm. um, related to the month. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I, I really wanted to just pick your brain about that. Um, you know, I was wondering like what displays are on. Um, I something obviously AAPI is a it's an American. It's you know, it's but for us, like for me. You know, I have a bookstagram account. I try to highlight uh, new books that are being uh, published, uh, ready to drop from Pacific Island authors, and not necessarily from the US. Not many, uh, but definitely in like in the Pacific, in the you know, in New Zealand, uh, in Aotearoa, uh, in Australia. 
in Samoa, being <laughs> Samoan myself. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I was just like curious, like, what does that look like? Uh, in your particular setting and obviously um, you're just speaking from your experiences it could be different everywhere else. so I, would, I really just wanted to uh, pick your brain about that um, because you know AAPI month what I see on bookstagram is like on audible for example on um, scholastic you know those companies that are really big like book publishing and all that um they say a they say Pacific Island, but it's not Pacific Island authors, mm. you know, it's real like I think American like in America, Pacific Island is it, it's classed there's a wider group like for us from the southern hemisphere, Pacific Island is like from we're Pacific Islanders, you know, so right. it's, we have a really we already like this is what Pacific Island is, but I think in the states it's more more complex there's a wider a group of communities that it uh ethnicities that it covers so it's always interesting to see what some of these big like even goodreads like i'm such a hater man i'm like <laughs> there are people posting on there like on goodreads about how they're reading these amazing pacific island authors and i'm like on the map like what up to man what this <laughs> what what that's not a Where? pacific island author you know, and then you got like DC folks in there all like, I mean, it just, I saw that like this year, man, I was like, I'm not even going to engage with these idiots. <laughs> I'm not even going to engage with these damn DC fools up in here, like trying to talk like they know, like right. we, like shut up about BIPOC. You don't even know. Shut up. Seriously. Stop yeah. right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I can... It's, it is interesting, not only from like, say, you know, Goodreads and, and the yeah. other big publishing companies, uh, as you were saying, um, but, you know, there's also, I feel like taking into account, there's also like, the, you know, Reese Witherspoon and her book club, and then Oprah has one and like all yeah. these like big celebrity. Well, I don't know why I use quotes, but like, they are actually- <laughs> oh, why am I going like this? Like, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Celebrities. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, but like these, you know, these big, well-known celebrities that they have these book clubs and they sky, the, the holds here skyrocket, you know, Mm -hmm. once that one person um, just gives a shout out or whatever, but then there's also like book talk and Mm. it's, I don't, I don't know what it is about, I, I don't have a TikTok. I don't plan on getting one, yeah. <laughs> but it's just amazing and fascinating how like a, a book will blow up. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that um, BIPOC authors have that, mm-hmm. especially the, the Asian Pacific Islander authors. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, book. Yeah, you're right about book talk. Um, there are books that blow up on there, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like watching it. Like, first of all, I know this is a DC person. This is. I'm looking at the account like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at the book like, mm, did you even look at? You know, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, TikTok is. You know, there's been a lot of like. Um, controversy also because you know in terms of creatives and performer you know performers dancers you know they will 
the guidelines, you know, the, the, a lot of promotion of DC folks and then black mm -hmm. creators uh, ignored or appear less, you know, on, on the feed. So there's all that. And, and I mean, that's, uh, that's across really like all social media, but I was just, cause you mentioned TikTok. I was like, yeah. Um, cause there's some, you know, I, I just, I'll just let me just say this one thing about TikTok <laughs> that pisses me off is, um, I was following this really cool, um, this lady, uh, this black, black woman, um, Nigerian, I think, but her and her husband, they have a son, they settled in the U S uh, but their roots are uh, Nigeria, from Nigeria, and they travel in a like a, I don't know, is it a, I don't know what you call it, what do you call it in the States, like we call it a caravan, not a caravan, what's the name for it, like a, like, like a van? A, yeah, a, like a, train? you know, like a decked no, out, decked out, like not a train. Oh, an RV? Yeah, an RV, that's okay. what it is, so they have this amazing RV, I've been following them, like, just globetrotters, man, amazing, <laughs> like, jet setting um following their journey for ages so tell me why i was so pissed off when i saw this like dc lady all of a sudden um start appearing you know her account started appearing on my feed and they just happened to have gone and purchased the same rv and it's so interesting you read the comments and people are like wow this is amazing i'm like yo this beautiful black lady over here and her mm -hmm. family have been doing this. Um, but she, I was just like, where have these people been, man? There's been this family. Um, just amazing how they paid off their debt. I mean, this story is, it's very, very cool, inspirational. But I'm just like, how, how, how come on, TikTok, how are you going to be pushing this? This yep. white lady. <laughs> this and and it's crazy because it's like, it's not even, th that's a story that I have, I haven't heard, yeah, obviously not that specific mm. one, but I have heard one, um, uh, another black woman who was trying to do the van life or RV life, mm. and she just was not getting the same traction, you know, yeah. compared to other white content creators doing the same thing. But it also ties into um, the black and brown dancers versus mm. white dancers, which, you know... I. I won't have to say like big yeah. names because I'm not trying to get attacked, but mm -hmm. like it, it, we see that alone. And I don't know. Cause I don't have TikTok. Mm. I know at some point the, there was like a, uh, not a pro maybe not protest, mm. but like the black and Brown content creator right. dancers were like, we are not, we're not doing it. And I feel mm. like, that's still going on because at yeah. least on my field uh, field, my mm. feed, um, even though I don't have TikTok, I'm sure, you know, like it'll still pop yeah. up on Instagram, like the reposts. Um, I feel that there's still that where they're not creating content because mm. I'm seeing all these other um, white content yeah. dancers that do the same choreography like no oh, i know oh they can't even dance they, you call them tiktok dancers because that's all it is but actual choreographers and i i, I know what you're talking about because i follow like on tiktok i follow i actually didn't follow book talk not at all like my tiktok i started because i wanted to do book talk but once i saw people i was like now nah, these people are 
full of it, man. I was like, nah. And then I just, I felt, I love dancing. So I was following choreographers and I was also following when that happened, but it's for real, man. Like, yeah, it's reposted on Instagram, but yeah. Uh, you get like DC folks doing the same, like copying, not like their five second dance. And then the awesome, you know, uh, BIPOC folks with their like actual choreography, their choreographers, their dancers for a living. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely not getting the traction or that attention. Um, and you can, you another way you see that is through the, the numbers, right? The likes and the, right. and you're just like, how is it that these amazing dancers are not getting that? getting their flowers but you have like this 10 second dance and, and me, dancing on a like table that. and all that yeah <laughs> that stuff that's what i'm talking about that <laughs> those folks yeah <laughs> sorry man man look at me i'm just i'm i'm just going taking you right off track right no. now man and we're like we're all over the show we're having way too having much a fun. good time what can we're i say I, I forgot to tell you we don't have fun on here we're not allowed to <laughs> No smiley, no giggling, none of that. Um, I think it's a little too late. <laughs> a little too, yeah. Just a little, just a little. Um, self-care. I know, I'm sure you are a busy, busy, busy woman. Uh, what, <laughs> how, yeah, what strategies do you use to cope with stress? You know, uh, I'm sure, you know, trying to balance work and life uh, can get a bit much. So how do you cope with that stress or look after yourself? Yeah, um, I think it's, for me, uh, sometimes just getting away, not necessarily mm. traveling, but, you know, there are some days where I'm like, just not, not days, not days, but when I need mm. that time, like, you know, maybe I might binge a show, like, and I'm not on my phone. Like, when I'm mm. in a binging mood, like, right. it's, it, I am dead to the world, you know, mm. like, you, you can text me. I'm not going to respond until I'm ready, you know? So it's kind of like taking a step back um, and not like entertaining it. It's not that I'm ignoring what's happening. It's just, I'm not going to entertain it. And also I think just having a really, really strong support system, um, you know, whether it's to just rant and vent or if it's just to have a moment of crying like you know because mm. we have those days you know uh something that builds up and you just have to like let it out um that is in resting like i i love to sleep anyways but mm. <laughs> but you know if, so if good. yeah right so it's like if uh if I'm just having where I need to take care of myself, I I'm going to sleep or I'm, I'm at least going to be in bed. Like mm -hmm. it is what it is. That sounds extremely lazy. I'm not lazy, but there are moments where it's just like, I cannot physically do this or I don't mm -hmm. want to, you know? Um, yeah. That it's not a word, but it's, it, it works for me. Yeah. And you know what, like you do not even have to try and justify it. And and I say this to say that, uh, you know, this is definitely a question I ask all my guests that come on here. And, you know, for many of you, it's just sometimes forgetting to just disconnect and take time, you know, to be with family or even just to look after yourself. And there's nothing wrong of what you've just said, because, uh, like for me personally, like right now, um, 
Saturday, like I'm working Monday to Saturday. Saturday, we're having middle school sports. It's four sports at the moment. So I've been just telling everyone, well, like I get home and I have to like shower, eat, nap. Like, because it's been a rough, like, Monday to Friday, super mm. full-on busy. Saturday, got to get up early again, catch a train, go to sports. Today, we played away. So, I, I literally just say, well, my Sundays is my lazy, like, that's when I'm just going to chill. So, you know, I just say yes. that to say, like, I totally, I get that. And, and you know, some uh, I've had friends who said, you know, sometimes I just get my nails done. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm just watching Netflix. Sometimes I'm just catching up on sleep and I'm like, yo, I totally get that because when life is just so full on, uh, sometimes that's just how you yeah. do what you do. And sometimes it's a walk mm -hmm. around the block, you know, sometimes it's just dancing and blasting music and that's cool. That's all right because you're getting that downtime, you know, and it's good, good for the soul. Yes for the mind and body so no yeah please do not have to justify it all i was like yes sir, i get it i totally get it well i also just love that you're like you had said like this is my sunday and my friends know Boy. that is my go-to like if i'm not working but i have you know if i'm like you working monday through saturday and i only have sunday off I'm not, it's my Sunday. I'm not yeah. doing anything. Exactly. And you know, I'm, I'm so dramatic. Like everyone knows it's four sports and I'm like, don't be making plans with me on a Saturday. You got to be super special. And actually was it last weekend. I went to dinner on a Sunday. <laughs> Otherwise I was just like, so this is the one day I can come between this time and this time I will be there. But the whole time I'm there, I'm like, I must control self-control don't be getting crazy drunk because gotta go to work on my you know it's it's all that it's like i'm a, i'm gonna enjoy the company with my fam with my people but guys i gotta go to work tomorrow so it's like you're going but you're still kind of like no 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 behave yourself now's not the time no yeah. one needs a hangover on a monday so yeah so good for you sis i love that you can do that uh nothing wrong with that i love to do that too so. yeah I was gonna say, I feel like Loki. We might be sisters. Because oi, oi, yeah, that's it for life. For life, just putting it out there. Um, you know, book recommendations. I mean, I I feel like we've talked about so many things that I didn't even get to ask you so, about what you, what what you do, which is you are a book reviewer. You binge read books, and what are you reading right now? Is there any, do you want to drop some gems or maybe promote some of your indie author friends? What, what, what have you got for us, sis? Yeah. So what I'm currently reading right now is, uh, it's called The Weight of Blood by mm. Tiffany Jackson. And um, I- Is that Tiffany D. Jackson? Yes. Yes. That wrote um, uh, the book where, oh, I listened to the audiobook. Why can't I remember right now? I read it in 2020 and it's, uh, she, she talks about Biggie and that. Have you read any of her other books? I have not. This is my oh, okay. first one okay. from her. Sorry, carry on. Let me, it's not about me. Stop it. No, 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 no. To... I, but if it's good, like, yeah, I, I love it. She's okay. Awesome. I, yeah, no, so I'm reading that and, um, a coworker had described it as like kind of similar to Stephen King's Carrie. So I've never read, I've never read, uh, Carrie, but I feel like Carrie's a classic. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, so I'm reading that. Um, I'm also reading 
Stephen King's Desperation. This is my first book by him. So this like it's it's great. Um, but as far as uh, recommendations, um, I love Jasmine Guillory. She does the wedding. OK, so, you know. <laughs> Yes, yes. I actually, um, I know that you post way back, way back, way back about her. I've read all the books. Yes. I recommended so it I, to I, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I, I have, um, I haven't started it yet, but I have the newest one, Drunk on Love, by <gasps> her. Yeah. And there's a new one. I'm yes. going to go buying the ebook straight after this. As soon as I get off. I don't think I'm sleeping tonight. Stop <laughs> laughing. I'm this so is sorry. all your fault. I need to go now. Oh, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> no, so I, I love her. Um, my favorite is the proposal. So if anyone's like, oh, where, like, which book? Any, I mean, there's. I I've said in a couple episodes yeah. of my podcast that there are some that I like and some that I don't, but. Mm. I still, she's an author that I look forward to seeing yes. what she comes out with, you know? Yeah. So the proposal is my favorite. It is the sequel to the wedding date, but you don't have to read yeah. them in order I for guess. your listeners or watchers who might not be familiar. Nice, um, nice. So, so Jasmine Guillory, uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman Ooh. is really good. Um, the show, not so much, but the book is really mm. good. Um, and that's that sci-fi fantasy. Mm. Um, uh, Final Girls by Riley Sager. It's kind of like a dark one. I also love, I put Riley Sager with Jasmine Guillory. Anything that he writes, I will be in line to okay. read. Um, but specifically, Riley, uh, Final Girls. Um, I'm trying to give you a range. I'm uh, excited. Now I'm just like, take note, take note, <laughs> going on Amazon after this, going, um, going to buy these books. It's, you know, um, Mexican Gothic by oh, Sylvia yes. Moreno Garcia. Really good. Such a great noir. Like, it's a different kind of like horror um, mm. for those who might not have read it. Um, definitely worth the read. And um sorry we're looking at notes uh no you're good you're good go, go, i would go. say you're... dread nation by justina ireland i read that yeah, you did an interview on that was yeah that the i was <laughs> this one you oh, i forgot to ask i was like do you do stuff like that often where you like guests appear on these news no i was a sucker uh i was like you're was famous up to what are you i'm no. telling you i was like <laughs> first of all your memory is amazing I was like hey <laughs> That was like what two years ago or almost two years like, ago. I was like, That's I need amazing. to ask her. She might be on. She might be famous in Boston, and I'm like, up. Oh, she's not sharing this with me. Like, come on, not at all. Uh, not at all. No, I was the sucker that was like, sure, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> it I think my my um, what'd you say? Super professional as well. I was like, okay, sis, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really fun. It was it was for um, Women's History Month, mm. and when I was asked, it was like I think I had three days to read the book, but that specific one, Dread Nation, and I loved it. Like mm. I'm a slow reader. Um, it takes me a while 
and I don't like reading like a physical book at home. So it mm. took me forever. Don't ask me how that as a librarian, how that makes sense. But it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, but I, I read the ebook at home and mm. yeah, it, I just went, it was like water. I just went through it. It's such a, an interesting read, an interesting take mm. on um, the aftermath. Oh, so those might not be familiar. Um, it's essentially after the civil war and the dead become zombies. So it's, it's, it's a zombie book, but it's also mm. taking place after the civil war. It's a great book and it's YA, but it's very fast, fast mm. read. Um, um, and the silent patient by Alex Michaelides might be also one of my favorites uh. as an adult. I think it's, I think it's worth the hype when it first came out. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's a good, quick, fast read. Man, you had such a wide range of um, book recommendations. I want to give that you options. Great. <laughs> fam, fam, if you're listening or watching, get onto it. I, I, I'll be putting up the pictures of the books. I'm excited. <laughs> Again, I'm going to find this book. I'm going on as soon as we get offline. I'm going to Amazon. And if I didn't see it, it's all your fault, man. All your fault, Christina. All your fault. Um, so you know, oh man, we've it's been awesome. I, you know, we're we're wrapping up the podcast, but I and I like to give guests uh, just the opportunity just to drop some final gems or words of wisdom uh, to end the show. But before I do that, um, man, I've said it right throughout. I appreciate you taking the time just to share space with me. Like, I feel like you. we go way back. Like I said, it would be like about 20 minutes ago. I feel like, you know, we've met in real life. It's just such a, uh, I love your vibe. Um, you know, fam, for anyone watching, listening, the Binging Librarian um, on podcast platforms, catch her on Instagram, check out the podcast. Um love your vibe love your energy love what you're doing with your platform definitely here to give you flowers and show support for that i look forward to uh, seeing how your platform continues to grow and of course as you drop more book reviews that's <laughs> exciting so uh, to the audience watching please get amongst it support the sis uh, out um doing her thing out in boston <laughs> Boston Thank Public you. Library <laughs> with the green lamps <laughs> from the movies. I mean, I let me stop. Let me stop. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, we're in October now. Wishing you all the best uh, as you you as well work towards you know final <laughs> final months at work. And uh, you know, I hope that you stay. Please stay safe out there. I uh, hope you and your family are good. Um, just look after yourself. And yeah, I will just uh, hand it over to you to just wrap up the show with some <laughs> words of encouragement. No, you're, you're giving me a big, uh, a, a, um, big weight to lift. No, um, like I said, I, I don't know about gyms, but you know, just do your thing. You know, I don't want to be cliche, but you know, if you want to do something, do it. If it's writing, if it's, you know, just a reading goal, if it's any kind of goal, if it's even starting a podcast, whatever, um, do it. it. It 
it's not going to hurt, you know, mm-hmm. um, and have fun. If it, I feel like if it becomes too serious, then maybe, you know, kind of take a, a step back. I, I think the, the day and age that we're in right now, everything else is already serious. So if you're trying to start a, a project um, or start a goal, it, it's, it's never that deep in my opinion. So <laughs> the binging librarian, librarian. <laughs> yay 